They ruined the world. I am Sierra Pate, and I am a senior here at UMKC. I'm majoring in communications with a minor in Spanish, and I am black. All right, and I am Angel Rojas. I'm just some brown guy who happens to be a senior here at UMKC as well. In this podcast, we hope to shine a light on some of the great white men that have made this world so great. Today, we will be focusing on Pope Benedict IV, one of the most infamous popes in history. So let's get going. All right. So him being a Catholic pope, it's not what you think. There were no children being diddled here because he was just a child himself. This man started his papacy at the tender age of 12 because who doesn't want the ability to rule a country as a child? I mean, I know I would have. I would have been throwing tantrums, and it seems like he was doing the same. During his time as Pope, this was an era when religion ruled. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing pictures of Jesus stapled onto things, and he took that with him to heart. He led with an iron fist, as any child would, and waged wars and did just unspeakable things because, you know, nothing says Pope like committing war crimes. I mean, when you're going through puberty, what else is there to do besides rage war? I mean, you can do what he did and just start raping people because obviously if you're the Pope, anything you do is holy. During his first reign, which started in the age of 1032, he started off like any good uh, leader would do and he excommunicated all the people who opposed him. I mean, who does that sound like to you? I mean, mean, there's anybody in modern times. I mean, could have started with a T and with a rump. I don't know. Sounds pretty familiar to me. Well, I, I'm i pretty sure Trump was a pretty religious dude, so maybe this was the inspiration. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, that does make sense. That's I never thought about it that way. And, Sierra, when you think of the Pope, what do you think of? Is it typically like an old dude in some fancy robes, maybe doing, maybe doing a little shady stuff in the sides? But not doing anything else. Too much crazy stuff. Well, no, not this Pope. This man literally raped and murdered so many people that even the Romans thought it was just a little too much. And these are the people that fed people to lions just for the kicks and giggles. This man was known throughout the country for his violence and promiscuity that it caused all the Romans to just be like, you know what, we've had enough. Uh, We're going to kick you out of here. We don't want this anymore. You're giving us a bad name. Like The Greeks probably thought that He was the right type of dude, but the Romans had enough. (laughs) Some of the people in that time uh, noted him as being a demon from hell who disguised himself as a priest. He was an insolent man, according to many people at the time. So clearly he had a lot of fans, probably more so then than he does now. But on the plus side, he was rumored to be the first pope to be primarily homosexual. But, I mean, wasn't everybody during that time just a little bit gay? Affection's affection, as long as it's consensual, right? Well, I mean, in his case, it probably wasn't. And to make matters better, just one year into his rule as pope, Europe just started going crazy. It was rumored that it was the end of the world because it was the thousandth anniversary of the crucifixion of Christ. And somewhere along the lines of the Book of Revelations, it mentioned somewhere that it's probably about time that the world ends now. So just imagine going through your life, thinking the world's going to explode and everything you've ever known is gone. And who do you ask for for guidance? Some 13-year-old brat who doesn't know what he's doing. And you're just like, all right, yes, this 
this is who I trust. He will guide the way. Essentially the Antichrist reborn, though. I mean, maybe that's why they <laughs> thought it was the end of the world. But I mean, how many times since then has the world just essentially ended? I think at least five times in my lifetime. At least five, yes. Yeah. Honestly, if the world was going to end, I'd definitely be living my best life. I'd just look up to the Pope and say, well, if he's doing it, I can too. Let's just go crazy. I mean, no consequences. World's ending at the end of the year anyways. <laughs> so after being chased out of Rome in the year 1044, my boy Benedict here devised a plan with his older brothers to drive out his replacement, which was Pope Sylvester III. Because again, nothing says Pope like just a little bit of illegal stuff. It's obviously necessary. It's in the bylines. It's in the, the fine text of, you got to do a little bit of illegal stuff. This is part of being a pope. I mean, God said it's okay. So It's okay. And yeah, obviously, like, when you can't fight your own battles, why not have your big brothers do it for you? I, I mean, know you do it all the time. I mean, why else be the youngest if it doesn't mean you get to have your older brothers do everything for you? <laughs> I got to keep this image clean. And then it also helps having friends in high places. He got his buddy, Emperor Conrad II, to just appoint him pope as soon as he came back. No elections necessary. Just pure nepotism. And on to the second reign in 1045. And this was Pope Sylvester, um, before they drove him out of the, off the throne, um, was only held this position for about two months before Benedict's brothers drove him out and Benedict came back. Then, obviously, Benedict, like most teenagers, just got bored of not having a job and just having a little too much free time on his hands. Decided to just sell the papacy after just about two months, and he sold it to none other than his godfather, priest Giovanni Graziano, who was renowned for being a pious and religious man, a man who could do no wrong other than bribe his way into papacy. But according to historians, the main reason that Giovanni did this was to protect the legacy of the Pope, because he thought that his godchild was a snot-nosed kid who didn't know what he was doing and was going to ruin the Catholic image. <laughs> Once Giovanni became Pope, he was later known to be a Pope Gregory VI. Then one nice little fact about Mr. Benedict over here. He was rumored to have sold the papacy so he could marry none other than his cousin. This sounds a little bit like a mix of like maybe Alabama in there. They have a little bit of Alabama, Mississippi, Southern into them. Well, the South is known for being very religious. So again, they're just sticking to their roots. Sticking to their roots. Absolutely. But then just a few months after selling the papacy... Benedict got bored of uh, being unemployed again and just came back. He wanted to claim his himself as the rightful pope and the leader of the church. But more rumors on that were that his cousin just wasn't feeling it. He got rejected and he figured, well, if I can't have the girl, might as well bury myself in my work. <laughs> it's also rumored that he never really wanted to be pope in the first place. Um, he just did it because his parents told him to. But isn't that why most of us are in college anyways? Because our parents told us we had to. I mean, obviously, I went to college to just better myself and get that good education, you know, get that good job. Obviously, that's there's my only way intention. too many jobs out there. We got to take we got to get them. We got to get the, the degree so we can get those jobs so we can make those stacks. That's what our parents want. Shortly after Pope Benedict came back for his second time, Pope Sylvester also came back to Rome saying that he was the true heir of the papacy. And he had his own little following of uh, righteous Catholics who were backing him up, claiming that he is the true pope. 
which caused a little bit of an issue there in the uh, Catholic Church's history. Because there were about three people that were claiming to be Pope, um, we got Sylvester, we've got Benedict, we've got Gregory, we've got all these people that are claiming that they are the true Pope. Henry III, King of Germany and Burgundy, intervened. When King Henry came through, he decided to start the Council of Sutri, uh, and he made himself the leader of that, obviously, because he was the most unbiased person if in the If you're going to make it, you got to be the leader. Oh, absolutely. That's how that works. Uh, And the whole goal of the Council of Sutri was to determine who would be the right pope and the rightful pope. But really the only reason King Henry cared was because he didn't like any of them and he wanted to get rid of anybody so he could appoint his own pope just so he can become the official emperor of Rome. Then King Henry, not liking any of the guys claiming to be the right pope, decided that his rulings were going to be the most fair of all. Sylvester was declared to be a fake and was imprisoned for doing so. Obviously. Benedict lost all his rights of being Pope. And Gregory was charged with simony, which is just fancy for bribing within the Catholic Church, and was deprived of being the Pope and then was replaced. He was replaced by Pope Clement II. And after Clement died about a year later, Benedict came back to Rome and made himself the Pope for one last reign of terror. And this one was the best one. He didn't even have anyone appoint him. He just decided, I'm the Pope. You can deal with it. Get over it. And like I mentioned earlier, it's rumored that he came back just because his cousin didn't want to marry him. He was just some heartbroken dude, had nothing better to do. So he figured, why not? Let's try this papacy one more time, which lasted him all of eight months before he was driven out of Rome yet again, because the Romans... Just, they weren't feeling him. He was replaced by Pope Damascus II, and Pope Damascus II was considered the first real pope um, before the title of pope was actually created before him. It was known as the Holy See because we see so much holiness in all of this. He died only like 21 days later, though, after he was appointed the pope. Pope Benedict's career was so bad, it made the church look more into who they would name pope from then on. Catholicism was a bit of a mess then, and as you just heard, but that surely wasn't the first nor the last of their messiness. Maybe we'll talk about their messiness and some other religions soon. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Angry White Men and How They Rule in the World. Um, I'm Sierra. And I'm Angel. Join us next week for some more Angry White Men Making the Mess of the World.